Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kiley. We are very happy to be joined by Dayton Moore, the Royals president of baseball operations, the 2015 World Series champion. He joins us via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Dayton, I know you're an unbelievably busy man. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time t- uh, today with us. How are you doing? Great. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you. So I, I want to go back in the way back machine, if you don't mind, because in this series against the Cardinals, it's expected at least that tomorrow you're going to be going up against Adam Wainwright. And you were a part of the Braves organization, if I'm not mistaken, back when Waino was an amateur and that he was being scouted and then ultimately drafted by the Braves. What do you remember about the young Adam Wainwright that you potentially scouted early on? Well, he hasn't changed. I can tell you that uh, we we remain in contact uh, to this day. I root for him. I'm proud of him. I think he represents uh, so much is that what that's good about our game, uh, and uh, just really really proud of him. But uh, no, Rob English and I, who was our area scouting supervisor uh, at the time in Georgia, spent two days and. Um, in uh, Adam's home uh, with his brother and his, his wonderful mother, and and we worked hard to to get a deal done and and make him a brave. And uh, it was uh, it was an enjoyable experience at that time. And and you know you, you know you know when you draft a player, you're never a hundred percent sure that they're going to make it to the major leagues or not. Um, but uh, when you sit in their home and you go through the process, the negotiations process. You, you get a, a much clearer picture of what this individual's like, um, you know, who they are. Uh, you, you're, you're facing, uh, you know, uh, difference of opinion at times uh, for the very first time. And uh, we knew sitting in that home and coming out of that negotiations that this, this guy's character, uh, his strength, his determination, his personality – uh, was even better than we thought. And we had such a, a great comfort level that he was going to go on and, and be a major leaguer. You can't predict the type of career that he's had. Uh, in my mind, he's a Hall of Famer. and uh, But above that, he's, he's a Hall of Fame dad. He's a Hall of Fame husband. I mean, I can't, I can't say enough about Adam Wainwright. Uh, Dayton, since we're on the topic of scouting another Cardinal, uh, Albert Pujols, I'm sure you were a part of the organization during that time scouting Albert Pujols. What do you remember about those years leading up to it? Because obviously so many people missed out. It was 13th round, I believe he was taken in. You know, I actually saw Albert Pujols uh, 
we were there to, I was with the Braves, obviously. We were there to see a pitcher. I can't remember who it was, and I can't remember who what the matchup was, but uh, they had several guys on that team, that Maplewood's team, that, you know, big, strong, kind of, you know, power hitting type guys. And, and I remember him. Um, you know, he had, he had some raw power there. He, he wasn't very athletic. Um, you couldn't, he, he wasn't a, a top pick really at the time, but yeah, that's where it goes back to, um, you know, your area scouting supervisors, knowing the makeup of the player, the determination of the player. And, and so what we know now about Albert Pujols, I mean, he was a, a can't miss type uh, talent when it comes to the mind, uh, the, the, the determination, uh, the toughness and the grit that it takes to become a major league player. And he is, he's earned that another guy who's obviously, you know, a first ballot hall of fame guy. And, uh, and again, just a, a, a really good person as well. Dane Moore is our guest, the Royals president of baseball operations. He's joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Dayton, I know how much you love baseball. And so I have to imagine when you saw that Albert Pujols was going to be returning to St. Louis, just as a pure baseball fan, taking away anything that you have to do with the Royals or uh, being in a front office, that had to be a pretty cool baseball story for you. What was your reaction when you first saw that news? No, I thought it was awesome. I think it's it's, it's the absolute right thing, and and uh, I'm glad that uh, Albert's getting that opportunity. I'm glad that uh, the baseball fans of the Cardinals are getting that opportunity because it's a it's a special special feeling, and uh, of course Albert contributed to so much success uh, of the Cardinals. And uh, you know when you think of Albert Pujols, you think of him as a St. Louis Cardinal. So I think those are the types of things that that does make baseball special. And uh, you know I'm I'm happy for the fans who get a chance to continue to, to watch him play there uh, with the Cardinals. Dayton, when you look at what the Cardinals have been over the last really 20 plus years now, I, and I know our, our morning show host, Randy Carricker always brings up the stats since 2010, they've only played five games in the regular season uh, that didn't have any implications on the playoffs. And that's it. And in, in any regular season game over the last basically 12 years now, is there anything about their approach as an organization that stands out to you? Well, I think they've got, first of all, they've, they've got great tradition. Um, the expectations there are, are so high and they should be, and they should be everywhere. And, uh, but I just think the tradition is so awesome and, and you, you've got to credit, uh, you know, the steadiness and the consistency of ownership to allow, you know, their organization to draft well, sign well, develop well. And, uh, and then when they transition players to the major leagues, they've always had, uh, uh, you know, veteran-type players there with strong credibility who have uh, accomplished a lot of uh, really impactful things in the game to help, you know, bring young players along. And uh, and they've, they've had the ability to go out and, and, and make moves, uh, whether they get Goldschmidt or Arenado and things of that nature. And you've got to have a farm system to do that. But you also have to have, you know, uh, an ownership that is willing to, to take on salary and, and so forth. And of course, markets are different um, uh, around our league, as we all know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I really got to you know, give, uh, you know, their, their ownership and their management. Uh, John Mazoliak is a, is a good friend. He's done a great job. Walt Jockety before that, I thought did an awesome job. Tony LaRussa, uh, really kind of, you know, set the, the standard there. I think for a long time, I just know, you know, when I was with the Braves and, 
and would go head to head with the Cardinals. And, uh, you know, Tony had a, a presence and a stability. And of course that continues to, once you have those examples of greatness, uh, in your organization and, uh, you know, they pass down those lessons and, and they model that behavior, uh, and, and they share those experiences to the next group that's, that's on the way. And I just think that's, that's really impactful, but you got to credit, as I said, um, you know, the consistency of, of, of what they've done and you got to applaud that. Dayton, I'm really looking forward to this series between the Cardinals and Royals and mostly because, I mean, you got two teams that really put a high value on the defense first approach. The Cardinals have done it and the Royals are doing that with some of these infielders that we've seen uh, from a front office mindset. What goes into that decision? How much of that is, is attributed to the, the pitchers, the, the, the division that you're in, the ballparks that you're playing in? Yeah, I think that's that's a great question. Certainly, you know, our ballpark demands that um, you, you play a good defense, and um, you know, we 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 pride ourselves on that. We draft players um, knowing that they need to become uh, potentially elite defenders, uh, especially in the outfield to be able to cover Kauffman Stadium. Uh, but you know, we we need athletes, and we want athletes. And the other part of that. You know, you, you pay a little less for defense, and uh, you know we, we've got some limitations on what we can do. We don't make excuses for that. Uh, we don't make excuses for our market size or or payroll. Uh, that's that's not who we are. But we also know that we can perhaps tilt the field a little bit in our favor if we have elite defenders on the field. And so from day one, we sought out to 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 sign, develop as many Gold Glove caliber players as, as we possibly can. And I think. To date, you know, maybe since 2011 or 2012, we've perhaps had as many or more Gold Glove winners than anybody in baseball. And so, uh, and, and you're right. I mean, that that helps your pitching. I mean, Adam Wainwright did not break into the major leagues as a top rotation starter. It took a little time. And as you know, we're trying to to break in, um, you know, young pitching. So hopefully someday they'll become elite starting pitchers. And and uh, but to do that you got to catch a ball and uh, allows them to, to stay on the field longer, pitch more innings, gain experience. Therefore they get a chance to learn to execute pitches and be efficient. And uh, you, you have that starts with defense and, and pitchers that uh, understand the importance of, of throwing strikes. And we feel that, you know, if, if our, our pitching staff uh, will pound the strike zone, throw strikes, uh, work quickly, it'll play into the strength of our team and give us a chance to, to you know, really to continue to get better, you know, through the course of the, the 2022 season. Dayton Moore, the Royals president of baseball operations is joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Uh, Dayton, one of the guys that I am so excited to see this week here in St. Louis is Bobby Witt Jr. He started the season with the big league club. He's already had uh, two or three huge moments in the first few games of the Royal season. Uh, when you have a player like Bobby Witt Jr. and you make the decision to let him start the regular season with your team, in the early portion of it, is it just about letting him go out there and play, knowing that, uh, yeah, there might be a few mistakes that come along the way, there might be a few outs that are given up, but you just want to see this young kid be able to go out there and make those mistakes early on? You do, because you know it's very difficult, if not impossible, in my opinion, to develop beyond the level of competition. So when Bobby Wood Jr. transitioning to the major leagues for the very first time, I mean, every night he's facing a pitcher that he's probably never seen before, one of the, the better pitchers that he's ever seen in his life, perhaps the very best pitcher that he's ever seen. And so, you know, he's going to have to go through, you know, some of the ups and downs. And, uh, you know, that's why it's so important to have great teammates around him, a coaching staff and a manager, Mike Matheny, who really understand the importance 
of believing in young players because they're going to need people to believe in them unconditionally if they're going to become the stars that we all dream for them to become. And so Bobby Wick Jr. is an incredible athlete. Uh, he has a legit thought. Um, but it's just going to be a matter of just learning to meet the challenges of major league pitching. And it's going to, it's going to take a little bit of time. He's going to have great streaks where you think he's got a chance to be, you know, the, you know, the next Chipper Jones or Hank Aaron or what have you. And then there's going to be times where he's going to go through some struggles and people are going to doubt. And that's part of it. And, but you need them to go through that, that growth um, period so they can be hardened and, and chipped away and molded into, you know, the, the major league talents that you need them to be on a consistent basis. Final couple of questions that I've got for Dayton Moore here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Dayton, this obviously doesn't apply to Bobby Witt Jr., but when you have a player that maybe struggled the year before, and this applies to a lot of different guys around the league, but they went through a rough season in 2021, and now they're coming back, and you're hoping that there's a bounce back for them in 2022. What's that grace period look like for a front office when you're saying, okay, uh, we're going to give them a month, maybe six weeks. I don't know what the what the time period is like to see if they've made the adjustment to be able to get themselves back on track. What's that grace period look like at the beginning of a baseball season for you? Well, I think it's different for every player. There's three things I've always looked at. You know, if a player's struggling, uh, one is the player is the player staying committed. Is he continuing to work hard to try to make the necessary adjustments that the coaching staffs asking them to make? Two, uh, do this player's teammates believe in him? Or the teammates saying, like, "Well, why is this guy up here? We need to get this guy out of here." But does his teammates believe in him? And thirdly, does the coaching staff and the manager believe in him? And if if all three, if all three of those areas, if if it's a plus, then you stay with the player perhaps a little bit longer. Now, if there's another player that is on the horizon that is an opportunity, um, sometimes as a front office, you, you just you know to make a decision and, and give somebody else. A chance, but I've always felt that if the players continue to work hard and they're staying positive and they're optimistic and 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 they're trying to remain confident um, and they're making it, trying to make adjustments, and the coaching staff believes in them and the players' teammates believe in them, you stay with them uh, a little bit longer. And of course, uh, you know if the team's having success and you're winning games, uh, you know you, you had a little more grace period as well. Final thing for Dayton Moore. Dayton, I know a lot of Cardinals fans here still pay attention to uh, what Mike Matheny is up to these days as the manager of the Kansas City Royals. What would you say is the biggest difference uh, between Mike Matheny, the manager today, and who Mike Matheny was when you first brought him to Kansas City after he was let go here in St. Louis? Well, I've I've been a big fan of Mike Matheny's for a long, long time. I mean, way back when he was a player and and uh, certainly admired him as a manager and, and uh, who he is as a person and a father and a husband and actually a grandfather now. Um, but, uh, you know, all that I can tell you is, you know, our, our players love playing for Mike Matheny. He's extremely prepared. He cares deeply. Uh, he's a terrific competitor, one of the best competitors that, that I've been around. And uh, I can tell you right now, we wake up every single day as a baseball operations department uh, wanting to do our absolute best, yes, for our fans uh, and our ownership and, and our players, but also for Mike Matheny. And that's uh, we have so much respect for him. And, and uh, you know, he when he came in here as a special assistant, he got to know so many people in our organization, uh, our scouting director, our, our director of player development, uh, all of our front office, all of our minor league coaches, and 
and, and scouts and, and everybody to a man just really admires him, and, and we want to win for him. He's Dade Moore, Royals president of baseball operations, a man that means a lot to me, as you guys know, as a Royals fan who grew up uh, in Kansas City, brought the first World Series championship that I got to see in my lifetime in 2015. Uh, Dayton, thank you so much for joining us here today. We wish you all the best this year with your team. Hopefully we'll talk with you again soon. Great. Love to. Thanks for having me on, guys. A good story helps us understand the world and how to make it better. That idea drives what we do on the Daily News podcast, Post Reports. We bring you stories that empower people. You know this is a fraud, right? Why are you calling people doing this? And that hold powerful people accountable. Wait, you did what? We had to sue your office twice to get our hands on these documents. My name is Martine Powers. I co-host the show. Take the trusted reporting of The Washington Post wherever you go. Follow and listen to Post Reports.